Hey, hey, hey. Hope you are doing well. I am excited to be in this, uh, albeit one-sided, conversation with you for this podcast conversation. Uh, Today's episode is really about focus. Not focus in the detailed sense, but focus in terms of where you put your gaze, how you orient where your attention goes, and how your momentum or your energy definitely follows after that gaze. Yeah, you won't be surprised. There's a little bit of circus in this episode, but a lot of content for the non-circus entrepreneurs out there who I think are most of you. I wanted to quickly mention before I jump into the content for this week that I am doing some group coaching this year in Zen Founder. And I have found this way of coaching to be super, super helpful, small groups, six to eight entrepreneurs. Um, I facilitate all of them. And we have the opportunity to go deep over the course of a year, both in our internal individual pursuit of our own well-being and growth within our business and our lives. But we also have the opportunity to go deep in relationship with other entrepreneurs. And If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you are well aware that one of the challenges that many entrepreneurs experience is a significant amount of loneliness. You know, there's no one else who's really going through it the same way that we are. And being in deep community with other entrepreneurs is a little bit of a solve for that. There are other folks who may not be running our business or in our life, but at least they're on a bit of a parallel path. So can be super, super helpful support for our mental health and business growth and health over the long run. And so if that's something that's interesting to you, feel free to reach out to me or my team. You can do that on zenfounder.com. There's lots of CTAs that are like, work with us, talk to us, blah, blah, blah. You'll find it. And we'd love to connect with you about potentially joining a group. Without further ado, here is a bit of a reflection on how your momentum follows your gaze. This content is also available on YouTube, so if you like videos better, if you want to see me saying things, that is a choice. Feel free to find me there as Sherry Walling. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs. And I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. My job is to help people do difficult things with as much ease as possible. This is, of course, a bit of a challenge because the nature of difficult things is that they are difficult. They do cost something in terms of energy, in terms of pain, in terms of suffering. So for anyone who wants to have any sort of satisfaction or to accomplish any goals, to run a business, to have a family, to do anything of substance in their lives, they are signing up for some challenge and for some pain. So part of my work in the world, though, is to help find a bit of ease or as much ease as possible in those moments of difficulty. And if you've followed my work for any amount of time, you know that one of my great teachers in the last 
seven years or so have been the circus arts. And I particularly love the part of circus arts that is about thinking about the physics of motion. Um, I do flying trapeze. I do aerial fabrics. Not very much acrobatics, but every now and then I'll uh, balance on somebody. But in all of those activities, the most important part of the body is not so much the muscle groups, but it's really where the gaze goes. Where your gaze goes is where your momentum goes. So if you are balancing on someone's shoulders and you're looking down at the ground, it's much more likely that you will fall, that your body will adjust downward. But if you are balancing on someone's shoulders and you look up at the horizon, you keep an even steady gaze with where you want your head to be, where you want your body to be upward, then you're more likely to feel much more stable. The same concept applies in yoga. If you've ever done yoga where there's any kind of a balancing pose where maybe you're on one leg in a tree pose or any of the other, like a dancer, you're often instructed to find drishti, a spot on the floor, a spot on the wall, something that's still that you can fix your gaze upon. And then your body makes all of these micro adjustments in its balancing around that still point. So we often need a steady gaze a fixed point on the horizon that helps us be really clear about where we're going. And when we don't have a clear directional gaze, when we aren't focused on what the outcome is, it can be really easy for our momentum to get dispersed and displaced in all kinds of wrong directions. And if we're a circus artist, we fall or we miss the catch to our catcher in the trapeze, or we are in other, some other way disoriented or disrupted in what it is we're trying to do. But if we can keep a steady, fixed gaze on the thing that we want, then we're much more likely to accomplish it. It sounds kind of obvious, but I find it somewhat surprising how many people I talk with that don't have regular habits around steadying their gaze. I guess other language that we could use to describe what I would say is studying their gaze as being intentional with your energy, keeping clear on your goals, knowing what it is you're manifesting, depending on whatever language works for you. But how do you reset and reestablish your focal point? Do you do that every day? Do you do that every month? How do you keep attuned to where your focal point should be in order to get to where you want? And so I think this idea of taking the time to really do a deep dive into the full picture of your dreams for your life. I mean, the full thing. What do you want your bank account balance to be? What do you want your relationships to be like? What do you want your sex life to be like? What kinds of relationships do you want to have with your children? As you think forward 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, do you have a, a through line? Like, Do you have a trajectory that goes all the way through from this moment to the end of your life that could be that focal point, that guiding point? I don't know that we spend enough time dreaming into the big picture. I know lots of entrepreneurs are really great about developing those actionable goals, those smart goals that are, you know, specific and measurable and all those things. But I'm talking about the bigger picture, the gaze. 
Because when you have a steady gaze, when you have a sense of where it is you're going, a lot of those details kind of fall into place if you're able to keep your gaze where it should be. One danger is that we spend too much time simply reacting to circumstances and conditions that become part of our lives rather than proactively thinking into or dreaming into what we want our lives to look like. We're more of like a a cleanup crew than a construction crew, actively making and creating the life that we want. And so I think a process of constant or continuous visioning where we are checking in with our big picture gaze point periodically. I would say at least quarterly that you sit down, take some kind of a a retreat, take some time out from the day-to-day of construction of your life, and really think about what the blueprints are. What is it that you're making? And are you in alignment with what it is you're making? And I think there are a couple of different areas that you might do that with. Of course, one is your business, uh, the business that you're building. And related to that is your finances. But also thinking about your relationships, your primary romantic relationship, maybe relationships with your children, your friendships, your relationships with your extended family, your relationships with your community, and maybe what kind of legacy you're wanting to leave. What's the mission that you are on that you want to fulfill in this very short period of life that you have? Getting as clear as you can about those different areas of your life, how you want to care for your body, how you want to care for the planet, maybe. Setting your gaze on the direction that you want to go across all vectors of your life. Some people call this manifesting, this idea that you can will things into being. And I'm not totally sure about all of the magic of that. But I am sure that your momentum goes where your gaze goes. So I guess this is my version of that. The more completely and clearly you see the future that you long for yourself, the better able you are to fix your attention on that and then have your smaller actions fall in line behind that. And I'm, again, always surprised at how reactive people are in their lives versus proactively planning for and thinking through how each of their actions at this point is an investment in a future reality. Thinking about the kind of relationship that you want to have with your children when they're in their 30s. How are you setting that foundation now? But I think you can't even think about those little steps of what to do to create that healthy adult relationship if you're not thinking about that long-term big picture. So as we kind of approach the end of the year, I know a lot of businesses are doing their planning for next year or are beginning to set the deliverable and actionable goals for the following year. Don't forget to do some really big picture thinking about all of the different domains of your life. If you could imagine having exactly the life that you want. Like if you had a magic wand and you could actually make it happen for yourself, what would you ask for? What would you do with that magic wand? What would you do with that wish? How would you describe this optimal, amazing life that only you can create that's part of your heart, part of your desire to be in the world? I think there's something extraordinary about talking with people about their dreams because everybody has their own dream. Everyone has their own version of what a really good life looks like. 
But if you don't take the time to really flesh it out for yourself and maybe with your partner and write it down, really give it life, it will never come to be because you won't be able to recognize it if it happens and you won't be able to do all of the little micro adjustments that would allow you to direct your momentum in that direction. Of course, it's really scary to write it all down. It's scary to dream into what's possible because once you dream into what's possible, once you really put it out there for yourself, you open yourself up to all the potential disappointment of it not happening. Once you lean in and say, this is what I want, this is what I want it to look like, this is how much money I want to have, what I want to look like, how I want to care for my body, what I want my relationships to be. You're kind of on the hook for your own expectations and for your own hopes. So you want to choose them well. But I think the not choosing is a riskier step. The not fixing your gaze on something allows for the potential of lostness and a lot of wasted and indirected time. I guess you have to decide for yourself, though, whether the disappointment of trying something and not succeeding at it is worse than not trying and sort of living like half awake, not ever doing the work to really know who you are, what you want, and what it looks like for you to fully come alive. One of the questions I most often ask people in my consulting work is, well, what would you like it to be like? What would you like this relationship to be like? How would you like this conversation to go? What are the terms under which you would like to exit your business? Just asking the question, what would you like? How do you want it to be? Often is like the sort of radical unlocking to what people are after. But for some reason, we seem to be afraid to ask that question. We seem to be afraid to lean into or to even recognize that what we want matters very much. In fact, is probably the thing that matters the most as we architect our lives. So take the time to think it through. Take the time to dream big. Take the time to write it down and really lean into a focal point, a gaze that can drive your momentum. My life's work is to help people find a little bit of ease in their difficulty. So if I can be helpful to you, I have lots of available resources on zenfounder.com, including a couple of books that are available. And my team and I are always happy to support you as you figure out where to fix your gaze. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to figure that out. We're happy to talk you through it. You can visit us at zenfounder.com. Cheers to your health. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.